into the Hop the Craft Beer Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another round of drinking. Happy Thirsty Thursday. My name is Stephen Humes. I am here with Gabriel Apria to drink beer. some beer, to have some fun, to do what we do here on the Hop each and every week, and we're so glad you have joined us to do it. Gabe, where are we taking the people this fine Thursday? We are taking the people back to Maryland to celebrate, to inspire, to taste one of a kind, Duclaw Brewing Co. We've talked a lot about Duclaw. We've talked a lot about their beers. And uh, the first beer we have is a little bit on the special side. You probably know what's coming, but we'll save it for in a little bit. Uh, very exciting. They've got my God, just beers on beers on beers. And this is the type of place that has a lot of series. And uh, mm-hmm. we, we have two beers today, and both of them are part of their own little series. And we're very excited about it, and we're so glad you're joining us for the start of the drinking weekend. Not the real weekend, but the drinking re- weekend. And we're here, and we're ready for it. And Duclaw has been on the show before. They were on the show on round 44 when we did our pumpkin beer our spooky yes. pumpkin beers episode we had their uh 31 pumpkin 31. spiced lager yeah oh, it was so good uh so not a new one to us but this time we're we're going all in on Duclaw. we're featuring them and they had some beers that we uh just really wanted to get our hands on we finally did uh they are a big brewery a uh, big footprint lots of beers not that accessible in the taproom area, but we'll address that later. <laughs> Their website is a little unclear as to when they're open. Actually, it turns out they never are. They don't have a public taproom, but we didn't know that. But yeah, I guess that's, but that's on okay us. <laughs> because a lovely beer store in Baltimore hooked us up. And that they are. did. So we're going to dive into it. Uh, but first, we're going to tell you to follow the show at the HO podcast on Instagram and the twit. We are uh, on Facebook and YouTube. We are a video podcast. Uh, This week, I have a picture of Duclaw behind me with uh, some employees and, more importantly, a dog that apparently (gasps) roams around on the brewery floor. Uh, So check it out because if you go to our YouTube, there's a dog in a brewery and that's dope. We are also available to reach by email if you want to reach out to us. And we encourage you to do that. Thehopod at gmail.com. You can send us a message. You can send us a beer request. You can send us uh beer itself if you have that uh we are we love when people send us beer it makes us very happy and finally the most important thing is wherever you're listening to us right now i want you to stop stop what you're doing stop it pull out your phone open the podcast app you see where it says five stars click it click the fifth star it will give us five stars and you can write a review as well it's really helpful to us it helps people find the show it helps people join our beer community here that we're forming uh bit by bit each and every week. So thank you. Engage with us, please. We're here for you. Let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Send us photos of your dogs with beer. We will give you a special shout out because we're animal lovers. Thank you so much. Oh my much. God. We Can we start a viral you. dogs with beer campaign? Are you kidding start- me? Have, have we not started that already? Where's Ted? We'll come up with a hashtag. We'll have our marketing department work on that. Pu- but- puppy brew or something like that. Tag us in it. That'll be great. Uh, (laughs) We're going to dive into the news now. Beer news. All right. So last week, the National Beer Wholesalers Association had their annual convention. I'm sure it was a barrel of laughs. No, I'm kidding. But they were meeting in Vegas, and uh, they there was a lot of good to come out of that. Um, they've announced some initiatives in terms of increasing uh, diversity in the in the industry, specifically related to gender diversity. Uh, so that was discussed a lot, amongst a lot of other things. They're also apparently rebranding as the National Beer and Beverage Wholesalers Association, which doesn't mean anything, but it just sort of speaks to uh, the ready-to-drink category and how... Um, once again, it is here to stay. Uh, because we cannot go a week without bringing up Anheuser-Busch, apparently they're considering sale- selling some of their German beer brands, which could be an interesting development if it takes place. This would include brands like Spatenbrau and uh, Haasroder, 
So uh, it could be a $1.2 billion deal, but uh, it's just in the... It's just in the speculation phase right now. We don't have yeah. any concrete information on that. But if it happens, we will be the first person on a Thursday to tell you about it. All right. We got a lot of breweries making moves. I'm just going to run through these like a running back. <laughs> Football. Got it. Okay. Highwire <laughs> Brewing has announced plans for an eighth, eighth tap room. This one's going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. Dope. Treehouse Brewing. Worked it out on Cape Cod, and they got the go-ahead for a new location there. Also yeah. very exciting. We had mentioned also, a few months ago they were kind of fighting with the Cape Codians, the locals. Yeah. So they, Which, they sorted it out. You guys don't want a brewery here? What are you guys doing? <laughs> I know I know you're retired and you're on vacation, but you could use a beer. They Losers. live on Cape Cod. There's something. Something up. Something up. Other half brewing is opening a tap room at <gasps> Rockefeller Center. Hells yeah. So let's cool. go see SNL and then let's go have a beer while we're at it. Pumped about it. Uh, they will start operations as a seasonal beer garden. They're going to be offering a curated selection of the best brews that they have. Uh, it's going to be Brooklyn, Washington, D.C. and Finger Lakes Brewing uh, is what all the beers they're going to feature. Those are the places that they're from. IPAs, sour, stouts. Uh, guests are going to enjoy patio they're going to be able to take it away um and then later this year they're going to open a brick and mortar tap room at the rock not the Dwayne rock johnson rockefeller center <laughs> uh they are yeah th that's all the places that they currently have tap rooms uh dc brooklyn washington the finger lake so all those beers are going to be available in the heart of new york city at rockefeller center that's fucking dope uh and Come you visit, can go Steven. there the, oh, Next time I'm in New York, we are absolutely going there. We, For we sure. still haven't made it to that me? Domino Park location, but this one is way easier to get to. Way less trains. The weather is changing, so I'd have to do it soon, but there's a good chance I may be playing that mini golf at the new other half location mm. in Brooklyn soon. If I can do it, I'll let you know, but I don't know. Weather is changing. The Rockefeller Center one apparently is going to be open Thursdays and Fridays from 2 to 8, Saturdays from 12 to 8. Uh, for now, but then they'll do expanded hours later and then additional hours when they open the actual tap room. For more on Other Half as a brewery, uh, there's a podcast that they were featured on. I think it was the, the I don't know, it was like two really attractive dudes talking about beer, like two. I, uh, I, th I think it's called The Hoop with Sean and Gregory. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Just search for that, but leave one O out of that. And uh, seriously, round eighty-seven of the hop, we did a whole other half. Oh, half. That's great. Uh, other elsewhere in the new, we're off the rails at this point already. Uh, elsewhere great. in the news, <laughs> you want to pour a beer from your phone? Well, I pour it. Inc. is making it happen. These are the people that do. If you've ever been to one of those like pour your own beer bars where you like can pour the tap yourself. I love those places. And the reason I love them is because sometimes you want to try a beer and you don't want to have to pay for an entire 16 ounce beer just to sample one thing. So I love places like this, but uh, they've made an app and I'm interested in it. It basically is it allows you to like scan a QR code on your phone. So it saves like your license information once you sign up the first time. So you can easily check in at these bars. But um, and then it kind of works the same, but it does have an option where you can like activate the tap from your phone. You put in the size of the glass you want to pour and you click start pour Damn. and it just goes. Now I can imagine some issues. That's wild. <laughs> I can imagine like <laughs> if you accidentally hit the wrong size glass, a little overflow <laughs> might occur. Yeah, it just comes out like my, I can't get this to work. Are you on the Wi-Fi? But it's, it's kind of cool because it also allows you to see what's on tap at that. Like you can open the app. They're kind of turning it into a little bit of what untapped is. Like you can leave reviews on the beers you try and you can open it and say like, okay, this bar currently has these beers on tap. I want to try that beer or whatever. So if it takes off, it could be something really uh, cool. So um, not huge news, but if you can find your way to one of these places, it sounds dope and I'm interested. It's called, I'm interested. It's called I Pour It. I, I want to pour it. Me, no. I Pour, I pour it. it. Come on. Okay. Okay, it's time right. for our favorite segment. It's back. This Week in Gross. <laughs> this may be the first This Week in Gross that I don't know if it's going to be gross. 
It's odd. Yeah, I was on the fence. But we love the segment, so here we are. I was on the fence, but uh, coffee cocktails. So Pennington Distilling is a family-owned company out of Nashville. One of Nash Nashville Nashville. One of their brands is called Whisper Creek Tennessee Sipping Cream. If you're unfamiliar, it's basically an American version of an Irish cream liqueur, such as Bailey's. However, this uses a Tennessee whiskey base as opposed to just a white alcohol base. All that's fine. No problems with that. But they have launched a ready-to-drink canned product called Spiked Coffee, which blends that liqueur that I was just talking about with real cold brew coffee. Um, and it turns it into a cocktail that is 12.5% alcohol by volume that you can buy in cans it comes in Sheesh. two flavors original and mocha i kind of don't understand i mean it's coffee flavor shouldn't it but it's okay they'll sound like the same thing to me but that's all right um but it says with as much caffeine as a cup of coffee and as spirited as a shot of tennessee whiskey whisper creek spikes coffee is a little can with a lot of kick i i agree with you i think it sounds decent However, I just don't like coffee and alcohol in one place. I don't. Caffeine is an upper. Alcohol is a downer. It's pulling me in two different directions. I don't know what to do. I'm unsettled. Fair. Absolutely fair. Because of what you just said, sometimes they don't always go together. I'm going to be that guy. And I'm going to say I would like to at least try it. I think it's cool. I've You've never taken like a shot of JMO and like thrown in a cup of coffee? Uh. First of all, no, I don't think I have, which does probably make me a bad Irish person. But <laughs> it's more like, I don't know, there's something about that that's like you have coffee and you put a little alcohol. You gave it a little kick, but this is like, it's something about it coming in a can. You're sipping out of a can, but it's coffee and it's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to feel. What are you going for? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on board with the percentage and with, uh, you know, 25 12.5% alcohol or 25 proof. I don't know. Well, like, I think let's it just tease cool. it out real quick. Like what if, what scenario would you be in where you're like, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm having, it's, I got a day off. I could really use a drink right now. And what you reach for is a, a can of coffee. That's also boozy. I've got it. Okay. I've got it. Lay it on me. You wake up late on Sunday <laughs> but you're hungover from Saturday, so it's hair of the dog while also getting ready for football. Perfect. Good job, Pennington Distillery. Exclamation point! And for that very specific scenario, they made this drink. <laughs> it, it does sound like flavor-wise, it's not, it's not gross. It's not tomato pickle, you know what I mean? But it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm a little thrown off. Uh, yeah, it's me, a little weird. That's me. Yes. It's a little weird, but I don't know. It might be cool. Um, if anyone wants to send it to us, we will drink it. We sure will. We've drank worse. All right. <laughs> With that, we're going to go down to Duke Claw Brewing, and I propose a toast, my friends. These are words of uh, Mr. L. Frank Baum, who wrote The Wizard of Oz. Oh, interesting. To be individual, my friends, to be different from others is the only way to become distinguished from the common herd. Let us be glad, therefore, that we differ from one another in form and in disposition. Variety is the spice of life, and we are various enough to enjoy one another's society. So let us be content. Imagination has given us the steam engine, the telephone, the talking machine, and the automobile, for these things had to be dreamed of before they became realities. So I believe that dreams daydreams, you know, with your eyes wide open and your brain machinery whizzing, are likely to lead to the betterment of the world. The imaginative child will become the imaginative man or woman most apt to create, to invent, and therefore to foster civilization. A prominent educator tells me that fairy tales are of untold value in developing imagination in the young. I believe it. Wow. Cheers. I feel like... You feel inspired? I feel like I just won an award for writing an English paper. Right? Like I read that and I was like, yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah I'm, uh, yeah, I feel like, you know, sometimes the toasts are funny. Sometimes the toasts are sad. And sometimes they just, they're just here to feed your soul. And hey, 
Hey, let's drink about it. Let's drink about it. Okay, so we're kicking things off with. I mean, you, we got to do it. This is why we wanted to do it. This is we're here. Dun, we're doing dun, 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 dun. the unicorn Ooh. farts, <laughs> and um, it's it, it's it's a sour. It's a glittered sour ale. It's legendary. I would say uh, it's it has been. I'm gonna argue the talk of the town beer wise for a really long time. We've had a lot of. People, fans, other beer accounts, other podcast accounts post about it, talk about it, tell us about it. So I'm very excited. It is part of their Sour Me series. Um, so it's just it's just the standalone. The Unicorn Farts is here. We have it. Let's get into it. The Sour Me series is a very, very large series that they do. Uh, and it kind of goes on and on and on like if you read them they have flavors like all over the place ranging from oh man i mean they have this of course but they have let's see if i can find some other ones here they've got sour me america a rocket pop sour ale they got black apple they got honeysuckle tea they got sour me carolina i don't know what that is they got double raspberry double blueberry mimosa mojito sour me oh yeah and it just goes on and on and on and on and oh, on and yeah. on yeah uh so it's, it's almost it's almost We've never said this about beer, but it's almost too much in a good it's, way. There's just so many, and they're just like they all have. If you're on YouTube, you can see they all have the like big bold sour me letters and then whatever artwork for each beer below it. But yeah, I mean, every we said it, you know, we have two beers and both of them are part of a series, and this is like a big, big series. Their sour me series is huge. So this particular one is 5.5% ABV. IBUs are at 10. Uh, SRM chart, I would put it maybe around a 15. It's a golden kind of color. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Beer Advocate, 87. Untapped, 3.73. And we do have word from Beer Connoisseur on this one. They got their hands on it, and they gave it an 89. So this is, uh, well, the brewery's description of it. This glittered sour ale is brewed with cherries, tangerines, and limes. Fruity cereal is added into the mash, uh, and it's finished off with a sprinkle of natural mineral-based edible glitter, a bright, sweet, and tart beer with a hint of malty biscuit, a collaboration between Duclaw Brewing and Diablo Donuts. I think the donut shop does a uh, a version of this some... How some way yeah well. I, yeah i think they have their own little donut but yeah it's 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 called a glittered sour ale and it's edible glitter and uh yeah we're gonna be pissing glitter for quite some time <laughs> it's but, also uh, been a long time since we had a sour on the hop true so it's true. actually kind of refreshing to get back to it we haven't done sours in a, in a very long time not intentionally we just it just hasn't made it in front of us but here we go um, and on the nose, I'll, oh, well, I should talk about the, the look. So if you Google this beer, you will find plenty of pictures of very, very glitter. I mean, it looks like a tornado of glitter in some of the pictures. The best pictures. Do you remember when you were doing arts and crafts and you were in kindergarten and you just like, you don't, it weren't even messing with glitter, but somehow you just had glitter all over your hands. Yeah. Yes. That's what it looked like in the beer. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. That's why we wanted to get our hands on it. Now I will say. Mine don't look like that, um, which could be one of several things. It could have settled into the can, and that's on me for not uh, shaking it up before I poured it. We don't recommend that. Um, yeah. It could have settled. I, I, gave it, I gave it a little swirl myself, and I didn't really get any glitter as well. Um, or this year's iteration could be a little bit less uh, dense with that. But in, in my glass, I mean, it's got some cloudiness to it, but I wouldn't even call it a hazy beer. It is, it's, it's pretty clear and golden color wise i think um now we can smell it yeah i would agree on that um it smells light little tart a lot of lemon 
Wasn't really expecting that. It's made with cereal, literally. It literally has cereal in this, fruity cereal. So I was expecting more fruit, but um, it's there for sure. It's a little fruity. It smells very, very sweet fruit, like something you would put in a smoothie. Yeah, I get um, a lot of lime off this, lime uh, and lime sort of rind. I get um, yeah. the crackery malt is there for sure. I definitely get uh, some sort of biscuit. And then, I mean, when you smell it, it's sour. It's definitely tart. It's yeah. definitely the the sour esters are absolutely present on this. Um, we don't know exactly how it was soured, if it was done in barrels or just kettle it, soured probably it might kettles. it might have been kettled i think i read somewhere probably. that it was kettle soured um there wasn't a huge description on the duclaw website um but i'm pretty sure i read a review that said it was uh soured uh the hop variety is say it with me steven Tetang! larry the cable guy's hop and it uh <laughs> and it smells like that you know it has like a german yeah. smell to it um it smells zesty. It smells zingy. It does not have any pininess, any resin, anything like that. It's much more... It smells like uh, a Corona and lime. I mean, it smells yeah, like a Pilsner I, with I gotta lime. be honest, I think it smells kind of like a Goza. Yeah, It. yes. Yeah, that's too. Not as salty, but on the li- just the lime flavor. Like, I just... I don't Again, know. it's I feel that like German thing. Goza. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the grains, uh, I'm not sure if you said this already, made with Pilsner, light wheat, and torrified wheat. Torrified so, wheat. I'm horrified of torrified wheat. Bro. No? You're going to yes. be horrified by torrified. <laughs> yeah, your nay? <laughs> I like it. Oh, I'm with it. thank you. Yay! And here we go. <laughs> Listen, this, I feel like that sound bite is this episode. We're drinking a beer oh, called yeah. Unicorn Farts. I wish I could have Yay! just glitter raining down upon me. The toast yeah. was from Wizard of Oz, and there was a reason for that. We'll get to that later. Um, but, <laughs> all right, should we drink this thing? Here no. we go. Let's, let's just look let's, at it. Let's drink glitter. Here we go. Let's drink some Unicorn Farts. Huh. That's pretty intriguing. First sip, it's sour. It's fruity. It makes your, on the first sip, it's going to make your lips pucker just a little bit because you may not be used to it right away. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of good flavor. There's a lot of fruitiness and lemon and lime, but there's also a lot of like biscuity malt in the background. But then as you swallow it, I'm not really getting any bitterness. I'm getting a lot of fruit. I'm getting a lot of flavor. I am getting that cereal and the back end. As of right now, in the two sips I took, the back end is kind of my favorite part because it's just, it's more fruity and refreshing than, oh yeah, it's a sour all the way down. I feel like it's only, it it stops, for me, it stops being a sour when I went to swallow the beer. Mm, Yeah. Yes, uh, I would agree with everything you said. The tart is definitely up front. Um, I would say the the first sip was, I, I think that you have to sip this a few times to get let it evolve into your mouth, let your palate get used to it. Because the first sip, what I got was definitely the tart and definitely some lime, but swallowing it was, it was almost mineral. It was like an almost like a minerality. It was like a really intense sort of like odd flavor. But uh, every sip after that hasn't had that. So I think that's just getting used to, okay, we're drinking a sour now. Okay. Like that's the world we're in. And then, yeah. uh, flavor wise, uh, yes, the tart, the citrus is there. Uh, the biscuity malt is there. Um, what surprised me was 100% fruity pebbles. It's very, very subtle, but there is a hint of like the, the, the fruitiness and the malt and everything comes together as you're swallowing it for this moment of like, Holy shit, like Fruity Pebbles or Tricks or something, you know? Um, Silly rabbit, beers are for kids. Now we're going to have to get him on the board. We already got one of them. Wait, where is he? Where is he? They're magically delicious. We're going to have to get the rabbit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm just trying to get General Mills to sue me. Um, Or sponsor, whatever works better. Or sponsor. The mouthfeel is uh, is a tart 
puckering sour. Um, I would say it's not the intense puckering sour that like a lot of kettle sours can be. It is. It does drink more like a goza to me. There's a little bit of salinity in there, uh, intentional or not, and it drinks uh, smoother than uh, some sort of intensely sour beers can. There's not a lot of acidity after you swallow it. It's there, but it's... I'm not- I'm not really getting any more tart sourness as I keep going. I'm just getting a lot of flavor. I maybe because my mouth is like a little used to it by now, but I mean it's just it's going down so well. Yeah, and I think the blend of fruits that they put into this is really nice. The um limes are are I think the star if I had to pick mm. one of the fruit, but the tangerine helps to kind of even out that acidity and the tangerines are acidic, but the tangerine flavor kind of balances the limes. And then the cherries bring something darker, something um, a little bit more sweet, a little bit more robust. Um, they round it out really nice without stealing the show. They're just sort of For there sure. to, they're playing a supporting role. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but see, here's the thing, everyone. If you don't like our description of this, maybe you should go on Beer Advocate and read a description by a very fun person whose name is Scary Ed from New Hampshire. And just now, to be normally, clear, I haven't read this yet because I'm intentionally waiting to be surprised by it on the show. Nor- normally, we don't really read reviews, but this one got me. You ready for this, Steven? Hit me. And I quote, unicorn farts what even is craft beer pours a hazy deep amber wait what in the actual ass cake fuck is this there's literally glitter swirling around it's mesmerizing and honestly beautiful the head is whatever i don't even care all capital letters glitter i don't care how silly and gimmicky this is it's the best looking beer ever fight me (laughs) flavor 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 and then overall this beer is dumb i hate the gimmick why is there glitter? Do unicorns fart glitter? Do they eat fruity pebbles? Are their farts tart? Tart fart? I have many questions, but the beer isn't bad. In a blind taste test, this would likely be considered a good sour. If you look past the absurdity, it really is a solid beer. Thank you, Scary Ed. Good work, man. Honestly, Ooh, that was if good. you read a lot of the... Uh, a lot a lot of the beer advocate reviews on this beer are pretty uh, entertaining. I mean, you, you get to read lines such as, I completely failed to understand the point of even using glitter. Uh, <laughs> you know, you get to uh, you get to read things like, here, uh, what do we have here? A beer to piss off the traditionalists. Uh, oh, what yeah. even is craft beer? You one. read that one. And then yep. uh, this it's, one. It's funny because there's, there's the people that just go straight for like, I get flavors of this and I get flavors of this and I get flavors of this. And then there's the other people that are like, what the actual hell are we doing here? Dark Lord Scott says, I doubt that real unicorns were added to the brew or that unicorns were brought in to carbonate the wort by forcefully interjecting posterior waste byproducts. No unicorns were harmed in the making of this beer. That's what, so that's what we got. Um, so I will we've say been though, told. I do just want to mention that uh, I did pour the rest of the beer into this glass, and I got some glitter. I don't think it's going to come through on oh, nice on YouTube, really. But there is a sheen to it. It's kind of this like m- like mystifying, like deep. It's it's I don't know how to describe it. It's like this tornado of like uh, color or mystery inside the beer, and I'm kind of into it. Does it add any flavor? No. Does it add really anything at all? No. But it's it's fun and it's pretty to look at and it's kind of sexy and so sure why not why not um i'm gonna be right back i'm gonna go get some glitter um i have some in my backpack and i'm gonna add it in the beer because i didn't get enough glitter i i would like a little more glitter please you can definitely see it um but it's not as pronounced as it is on uh on google just google it google it i feel i feel like i feel like my beer is just shiny (laughs) it's just it's just eye-catching and shiny in the glass it doesn't add anything to the flavor, and also, it doesn't add anything to the mouthfeel. You can't, like, taste glitter. Like, you don't feel glitter in your mouth. So if anybody's concerned right. about that, don't yeah, be. Stop You're it. not going to get injured. 
Um, big shout out to uh, my mother who was able to get her hands on this beer. Thanks, mom. Love Thank you. Thank you, Sue. We love you. Um, so I think that we should talk about Duke Claw Brewing as a company, but um, overall, this beer for me is really refreshing. Uh, mm-hmm. And yes, there's a gimmick to it. And you have to kind of just deal with that. And if you're someone who, you know, if you if you subscribe to that Jim Beam commercial where you think craft beers, then just don't even touch this. Because, yeah, there's no reason for yeah. this. It's excessive. and But fuck it. It's fun. And uh, the beer itself is a solid sour. It drinks like a Goza. I think you nailed that completely. Um, it's got yes. everything, you know. I first of all, I saw that commercial again the other day, and it's just it just gives craft beer people a bad name, a bad yeah. rep. It really does. Fuck um, you, Jim Beam. Okay, that's I think that's the eighth episode we've we said it. Let's keep it going. Um, I agree. I, I I here's the thing: gimmicks only play if it works and this beer works this i think the gimmick works here to be honest because it's not just like oh they gave it a fun name but like yeah the beer sucks so like don't even buy it but no if you like sours absolutely get your hands on this because you will love this i'm we we're not huge sour people we're slowly starting to pick it up more because of the show but i mean you know if we're out to a bar at night just chilling with friends, I mean, we're probably not going to go for a sour, but this is delicious. It's refreshing. It's fruity. It's flavorful. And, you know, the gimmick is fun, and you get to feel like, you know, a little kid. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, here's the thing about Duclaw. Duclaw, we're going to tell you about, you know, a little bit about their history and, and all that like we always do, but the bottom line is they are they they brew by a motto and the motto is craft be cherished, rules be damned. And honestly, you see that in everything that they do. This is a brewery that kind of made the first peanut butter porter right the sweet baby jesus is everywhere everyone sees it you can find it everywhere also fuck you Duclaw, for making it's, that but it's whatever even's favorite beer <laughs> but uh it's this is a brewery that does stuff like that they have like we said they have like dozens and dozens if not more than 100 brews on their website but a lot of them are wacky crazy weird uh and experimental and then they also have you know, their OGs, uh, their, the classic example of that is their one that is just called, it just, I think it's just called like, it just tastes like a beer or something. It's like literally I, yeah, regular I think, beer. I think that's it's, what it's called. It's, it's called, yeah, the regular beer. It's literally just, they're like, and yeah, the logo this is looks for- like a Cards Against Humanity card and it's just white yeah. with black letters. It says regular beer, a beer that tastes like a beer. And, you know, that's the kind yeah. of playful nature of the place we're dealing with. But but I mean they can their their reputation backs them up which we yes. love to see you know I mean they they all sound great they taste great we've had um, I've had other Duclaw beers from the next series we're gonna go to I'll explain later but I mean they're they're just they love to push the envelope that's their thing that's their gimmick and they love to you know. There's there are breweries that try things and it's like we did this we did that Duclaw's like all right how can we top the last one and that's what I love to see and it's a brewery that's been around for more than 25 years they were founded originally in 1996 Dave Benfield was the founder is the founder uh, still the president of the company uh, he was raised to be an electrician and then he just got into home brewing and then he uh, you know. His dad just looked at him, dejected, and said, "You're gonna be a home. You're gonna brew beer, aren't you?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, dad. Yes, yeah, I, I am." am. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore is where they are. They used to have a tap room that you could visit. They don't anymore. What is behind me is the production facility. So online, it says that they have a tap room that sometimes does private tours, and it has hours. If you go to the that place where those hours in the during those hours. It, they will be closed because Gabe and I did that and we were sad, but they are located. We, we must have, we must have walked around that building for like a solid 25 minutes before, because we looked through the doors. We saw people in there. We were there like, were people Hello. in there and there was a bar in there. It wasn't like we were looking into like a warehouse. Yeah. We were looking into a tap room, but nobody let us in. But, Bastards. um, the brewery is located at eight, nine, zero one yellow brick road. In uh, some town outside of Baltimore, hence the toast, and it's hence adorable. The toast. 
It's it's perfect. I read that and I was like, oh man, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. This. I remember it because when we put it into the GPS, I was like, no fucking way, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, turn turn left on Yellow Brick Road. So Thanks, Siri. They are they like I said they were founded in '96. They're going strong. They're one of the biggest. I mean, easily one of the biggest breweries in the Baltimore area. Um, oh yeah, and they're a major national company their beers are distributed to currently 22 states as well as dc uh one state they are not presently in is obviously montana uh but i would love 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 for a classic montanian someone who's born and raised lived their entire life in montana never went anywhere else hand them a sour me unicorn fart and watch them be like Excuse me, you want me to do what? It's like, yeah, I want you to drink this. Go ahead. Gabe and I clearly know nothing about Montana. That's uh, the whole point of this gag. They and, have it there. <laughs> and it's stupid, and it probably died like a year and a half ago, but it just makes me laugh every time, and until it doesn't, we're going to keep make fun, making we, fun of your state. We love a good bit. <laughs> um, but uh, 22 states, D.C., and also Canada. They're international in Canada. So... They were in France. I guess they're not anymore. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. We did find information that they were in France, Whoopsie. and then it's not currently on their website, so maybe they lost that account or something. I'm not really sure, but um, sorry, French people. If you go to a shitty craft beer store in France that doesn't refresh their inventory, maybe you'll still be able to get Duclos. Get out Old of my store. <laughs> Was I that your know. French accent? Yeah, man. I, I thought it sounded really good. I am excited to get to the next beer we're going to, though, um, for a lot of reasons. So uh, oh. do you have anything else to add to the unicorn? F- we've been, uh, Guys, we've been wanting to do this for, like, so long. And in the end, it's a solid sour. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not right? sure it was worth like, all we, the hype, but... We hyped it up. Our, we didn't even hype it up on, like, the show or the account. We just hyped it up ourselves. However, I'm very certain that... The unicorn farts, it might have made its way into this week in gross. And at the time, I remember being like, it's probably not gross. It's probably great. And we definitely mentioned it. So it's nice to finally bring it to light. We finally got our hands on it and we've made it a part of the show. I enjoy it. I think it's good. This is definitely a sour worth going to getting getting a second one for. This is, I think, it's pretty fairly semi-easy to drink if you like beer, if you like sours. I'm happy about this decision, and uh, I feel like a unicorn. It may have been on This Week in Gross. We don't know. Um, We could go back and look at that, but honestly, we have so many episodes that we'll put our intern on it at some point, but uh, they're busy um, getting me a coffee. (laughs) So in the meantime, uh, we don't know. But if we did, you know what? Duclaw, you didn't deserve that. The beer is not gross. It's gimmicky, and uh, that's okay. And it's fun, and that's the point. And so, um, yeah, I think it's a refreshing beer. I think it's a a sweet, refreshing, sour, and by sweet, I mean cool, not that it tastes particularly sweet. Tartness is just right. Uh, It's it's well-balanced. It's a pleasant beer to drink, and, uh, and it's extremely pleasant to look at when you get the glitter in there. So... Good job. We we each have three more cans, so maybe we'll get more glitter on the next one. Who knows? They're magically uh, delicious. It's just the reason I play that is nothing to do with this. It's I'll tell you, it's because I, I really feel like I want like a like a drop of like a unicorn farting glitter, but we don't have that. The only like rainbow drop, the, like the thing that <laughs> that we have is him. Steven, you just love this little leprechaun. It's okay. And you there's can admit it. there's fruity there's some kind of fruit cereal in here. It could be Lucky Charms. We don't know. We don't know. It's Fruity Pebbles. Okay, we're going to get Maybe. the other beer now. Uh, hey, and, Steven, are you ready yeah. for dessert? I'm ready for dessert. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, it's the Pastriarchy series. Not sure how I feel about that name, but whatever, that's what they call it. And it's their banana bread pudding Hefeweizen. Now, let's get bananas in this bitch. I feel like I've addressed on the show before, but if I haven't, me and bananas are not 
best friends. I'm trying to get over that. I've recently bought a frozen fruit blend that I started putting in my smoothies that had banana in it, and it made the smoothie really good. So I'm like, maybe bananas don't suck. But then I, on a whim, I went to the store and I bought like actual bananas, and I ate one of them, and it was gross. So I don't know how to... And then the other one's frozen in my fridge because it was going bad like real quick and I couldn't. Uh, this doesn't Bana- matter to anybody, but I'm just Bananas saying. Bananas have a place in this world. And uh, according to the reviews I read, they have a place in this beer. So let's get into it. It is part of their pastry series, as Steven said, as he hates bananas because they're slimy and gross. They are. Go on. Uh, but uh, this is another one of those like. For the series, I mean, they just have so much. Okay, just to name a few. Oat milk imperial stout, imperial pig can pie stout, imperial pumpkin spice stout, root beer mm. float imperial brown ale, tiramisu mm. imperial stout, Valencia mm. orange chocolate imperial stout. I mean, for the love of sweet Mary of mother of God, <laughs> this is insane. And it, it's amazing. I mean, they just have so many. And this is one of those that we saw. I, I, I remember specifically in the beer store. We both saw it. I think we both kind of like looked at each other and we were like, eh? Yes. Like, let's stay intriguing. Definitely intriguing. When you hear banana bread, Hefeweizen, something, something within you stirs. From the brewery, sip this banana forward banana bread pudding delight and your senses will be enveloped in aromas of banana, chocolate, cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, and confection. Delivered on a backdrop of a classic spiced Hefeweizen, it's light to medium-bodied and slightly sweet. Enjoy in a traditional Hefeweizen vase, vase, glassware of your choice, or straight from the can. We will. And just uh, to give this stats, the ABV is 6.2%. IBUs are at 15. Beer Advocate has it at 85. Untapped has it at 3.6. And here we go. On the SRM chart, uh, it looks darkish orange we both have tulip glasses it looks kind of like a nine to a 12 ish yeah i mean maybe even a little darker than that it is um very similar to me to the sour me um yeah which we really might have put the sour me a little high i mean this i would probably put this at a 12 i think um it's like a, a deep amber color it's not hazy it is cloudy Mostly just because it's very cold for me, um, but it's a Same. it's an amber kind of orange glow. The hops in here are an experimental hop. Um, the grains are pilsner, malt, red wheat, dextrin, and biscuit. Uh, these were facts I found from a fun article. The beer was released in May of 2021, so it's very new. It is hit with over 3,000 hand-peeled bananas and dosed with all the decadent ingredients you commonly find in banana bread and bread pudding. It smells like banana. It smells like bread. It doesn't really smell like any chocolate right off the bat, but I am getting the banana. I'm getting like wheat, maybe a little clove. Agreed. Yeah, I'm getting uh, cinnamon. I'm getting banana. Banana is a flavor that does play into the Hefeweizen style, absolutely. We often say that that Hefeweizens have a spiciness to them that uh, almost hints towards banana. Um, So this makes sense, but there are actual bananas added to this. Um, Clove, yeah, I don't get a lot of chocolate. I do get some honey. I get some vanilla. Um, It definitely smells like bread pudding, or I would even say like pie. Yes, uh, the head was this creamy, sort of very dense white head. It is a ring around the glass now, and it's just got this like rich, decadent lacing going on. Like it's just like it's dessert, baby. It's dessert. Although it's a hefeweizen, it's not like it's a stout or something like that. It's not like it's a. That's you know. what's so interesting to me. Like it's a dessert beer, but it's also a hefeweizen, so it's going to have all those dessert flavors, but. It also has a little bit of that spiciness to it. So I don't know if they're going to clash. I don't know if they're going to work. But there is one way of finding that out, Stephen. And do you know what it is? Uh, should we sip the beer? Oh, I, I was going to say <laughs> maybe ask someone but from the brewery. But yeah, no, we can sip it. Yeah, for sure. Let's Here, just, it's just quicker. It's just it's quicker. Just, yeah, why not? They, we don't have their phone numbers. Okay. 
yes, this is one of those beers that is a dessert beer for sure. But uh, like it often is, the nose is sweeter than the taste. Um, the banana is there. I get a hint of chocolate. Um, but and it, and it's sweet. I, don't get me wrong; it's a sweet beer. I'm not saying it's not. But when you smelled it, you were like, "Oh, we're about to have like." like a piece of banana bread. There is uh, some maltiness in here to kind of cut it. Um, the Pilsner malt definitely is present. Those German flavors kind of cut the sweetness with, um, I would say, clove and nutmeg for sure. Uh, those, um, what I might consider Belgian spices, which makes sense. It's a Hefeweizen. But banana is the star of the show for sure. Um, it's on the front. It's on the back. It's kind of throughout it. The mouthfeel is very creamy and dense. The carbonation is moderate. Um, they called it a light to medium bodied beer. I would lean towards medium bodied. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's heavy, but it's definitely, it's not a light beer. This is not a, like, this is not a blue moon type Hefeweizen. No. You know what I mean? This is, nope. this is a dessert for sure. The carbonation has me baffled a little bit because it's not, it's a lot stronger than I thought it would be. But yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, is this banana bread pudding in a can. I want to say yes and no. I think a lot of the flavors are there, but I don't think you sip this and you go, oh, that's banana bread pudding. 100%. I had it last night. Like, I think it's like, oh yeah, those flavors are there. It reminds me of that. I think that's the perfect way to describe it. Like it will remind you of that, especially because of the can, especially because of the taste and the description and whatnot. But yeah, I, I, all that being said, I really like this. I love banana stuff. I love banana flavor. I love bananas, period. Um, if you buy them in New York City, they go bad in 10 minutes. So I throw them in the freezer and put them in shakes and smoothies and stuff. That's what but, I'm saying. That's what I had to do. And I live in California where we have dude, good produce. <laughs> yes, honestly. But I'm telling you, 10 minutes, they start going bad. I know. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But this is delicious. This, it's, it's. Heavy banana. I am getting a little bit of chocolate on the taste. I didn't get any on the nose. I'm getting a little on the taste. But it does have a lot of bready, multi backbone to it. I would say more bread than multi, but definitely that bread is there and prominent and it makes you feel – it makes you feel things. I don't know. But I really enjoy it. I think it's wild. I think it's crazy. I think it's different. I think it's – explorative i think it's fun i think it's uh, we haven't done it yet and so i'm gonna say it this beer is bananas b a n a n a s i would address that but i'm dealing with the fact that did you just say explorative yes i did and i meant it <laughs> oh yeah Fight um, me. yes i think all, every Yes to everything you just said. The Pilsner malt is what cuts the sweetness. And so it's not an imbalanced beer. And it's also not... I've had sweeter beers. I've had beers where you're like, yeah, mm, yeah it's hurting my teeth. This <laughs> is not that. I think it's balanced. And I don't like bananas, but I got to be honest, between this and the and the unicorn farts, not really fair to compare them. They're two very different beers. No. But between them, I kind of like this better for whatever it's worth. I I will... Say this though. I feel like I it's my responsibility to say this. I don't think you can drink this beer anytime you want, to be honest. I think it's like oh, strictly no. dessert. Oh, yeah. Like no. you're if you're at a barbecue, don't t- don't grab oh, this. No. <laughs> no, you can't. That would but, be fucked up. No. <laughs> but like, I mean, fall is almost fall is here. We're in October. What are we doing? Fall is here. The holidays are a coming. It's gonna start getting colder out, you know. You're going to be with family, dessert. I, I look no further if you like bananas and chocolate. It's here. It's ready. All right. Well, uh, this is the point where we move on to Can Arts and Crafts. Uh, this brewery has a lot of different styles depending on the series you're working in. So uh, I can't wait to see how you're going to tackle this one. I'm sure you've been preparing all week. <laughs> Can Art and Crafts. So here's the thing. I don't know who this artist is, if they have artists, or if they just have a label print guy, but they're doing something right. The Sour Me Unicorn Farts. I mean, come on. 
Come on. If you haven't, if, if you're listening and you're not watching, just, just Google, please look at this can. It, there is, you can't mistake this for anything else. And that is why it's going to get the rating you think it's going to get. Big, bright, bold letters, sour me with a unicorn, farting a rainbow, and in the cloud of dust, it says unicorn farts. It is a very vibrant, bright-colored purple and blue can with sparkles galore. And then you've got the banana bread pudding one. And I like this because it's not just the logo and the words and colors, but it's it's not like an artist's rendering. It's literally like they took a real photo of banana bread pudding. It looks like a piece of bread drizzled in chocolate with banana slices on top, and they just stuck it on the can and I got to be honest, I have an appreciation for that because not only it's not really artwork, but it shows you what you're drinking. And then, of course, if we want to talk about the other cans I have to sample, it's the same thing. I mean, there's just vibrant, bright colors, artwork, uh, big, bold letters, big, bold colors, Dewclaw, Dewclaw. Welcome to the club. And I mean the 10 out of 10 club. I mean... <laughs> I mean, did you have any doubt when you saw the first Sour Me? I mean, there's just no other way to describe it. It's just a perfect home run, knock it out of the park. You know how for football players, they have the overall Madden NFL, the Madden video game ratings. And if you're part of like the 99 club, it's like a big deal. And you get gold cleats and a necklace. Your boy Devontae Adams is there. Uh, A bunch of people are there. I, I feel like we need our own special high rating club for can arts and crafts, but Duclaw, you did it. You made it to 10 out of 10. Bob Ross is here and he couldn't agree more. He's literally fighting the cloud of unicorn farts all around him, but that's why we have him here. And that is why we do can arts and crafts. Just on the banana beer, I'm looking at the can, and it says ale brewed with pureed banana, banana juice, cinnamon, nutmeg, and cocoa nibs. And I I mean, I wasn't aware bananas had juice, so... Yeah, um, I feel like if you, like, mash them or squeeze them or something. I feel like if you put a banana in a juicer, what you would get would be pulp. <laughs> so, oh. so I don't know what that means. I've oh, never seen would... banana juice ever. <laughs> Yeah, no, wait a minute. Now I'm not on board. I don't want that. I'm pretty sure bananas have no moisture at all. But sure, whatever. Uh, Anyway, moving on. We have one last thing to do before we get out of here. Dewclaw, it has been a pleasure. We've talked about what they have on tap. They have everything on tap. Go look at it. Oh, dude, we don't have time to talk about what they have on tap. Let's just be real. Dewclaw.com, check it out. Uh, Check out their brewery. And if you're in one of those 22 states that does not include Montana, buy their beer. You probably have seen the Sweet Baby Jesus before, but they have other options. So uh, get your hands on it. it. I like it. I think it's great. All right, here we go. Last call. Do not ever praise a peanut butter beer on this show, Gabe. Um, okay. Peanut butter beers are the way of the future. Everyone get on board. Get out. Uh, all right. This isn't about that. It's our last call segment, and we have a bone to pick. I'm stressed. With Hellman's. Hellman's. I'm stressed. Hellman's, the, the mayonnaise people, they, they tweeted this week, and the tweet simply said, mayo in your coffee. That's it. That's the tweet. Uh, uh, bruh what so Hellman's what the hell man that was that Uh, one was good come on that one was good it was good I I like I I thought about it before the episode (laughs) (laughs) Steven just wanted his moment to shine I really just wanted to say that okay but seriously listen I hear you but I'm just too angry about all this I I don't get I, I don't get why I don't get how I don't get where I don't get the purpose of it I just, there's a lot going on. In another tweet, Hellman's outlined the benefits of putting mayonnaise in your coffee, which they said include mayo in your coffee and coffee in your mayo. What I love to this, like this went viral, uh, as you would expect, and it's got a lot of backlash. And 
this is this is the good side of social media. Like some people, I mean, one person commented on the thread and said, "Unfollowed and reported." Yeah, <laughs> honestly, though, <laughs> because who in their right mind would read this and go, "You know what? I think they're onto something." Pass me the mayo. I'm gonna put it in my coffee. What I love is that Dion Warwick, the singer, she not only did she not appreciate the tweet, she blocked the Hellman's account. I don't know why she followed the Hellman's account in the first place. Or maybe she didn't. Maybe she just saw it. But she blocked their account. She and was when, looking for a coupon. She she said, and then someone asked her why. And she said, they want us to put mayonnaise in our coffee and I won't tolerate it. She said, uh, one person said, I love you intense, intensely, Hellman's, but this tweet is pure violence. <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, it's, though. It's fucked up. Um the only off-the-wall use for mayo is for grilled cheese and searing steak. Just stop with this. I don't know what they were going for. I don't know if they... I mean, it's, it just... It it sends a literal feeling of wanting to gag into my body. The idea of... I mean, I guess mayonnaise is made out of eggs, right? So it's like the whole breakfast in one cup there. You got your eggs, you got your coffee, you got milk in the... Oh, no, 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 no. Here's the the thing. Here's the thing. I actually like mayonnaise. I put it on sandwiches and spicy mayo. Sir Kensington's, please sponsor us. We would love you so much. Hashtag. Sir Kensington's does sponsor my life. So (laughs) they have a good spicy mayo. We use it all the time. But like not in coffee. What are we doing? Like, I just don't get like, how would that make any side better? How would that make? your mayo better how would that make your coffee better they don't go hand in hand mayo is one of the most divisive condiments and i have theories as to why but um which i'm not going to go into on this podcast but um it's just so all right i love aioli which is basically flavored mayo that i love that's why i love sir kensington's but mayonnaise itself, I don't know what it is about it. There's some, It's just like creamy, but I don't really know what the flavor is. And even the way this article describes it, talking about the tweet, they describe mayonnaise as the thick sauce made from oil, egg yolk, and vinegar or lemon juice. See, that's the thing, though. It's, it's, that's what it is. It's very unhealthy, and I probably shouldn't be eating it. But screw it. Life is short. Uh, yeah, I... Even, okay, even the comment I read, like, the whole grilled cheese thing is, yeah, that's real. You put mayonnaise of it. I sometimes do butter, but whatever. They said searing steak, and I was kind of like, oh, interesting. I guess because it goes hand in hand with, like, the whole butter grilled cheese thing. But there are just things that shouldn't mix. Um, And I'm, I, I don't know. I'm here to advocate for the people. I mean, what we need to know is like what what exactly were they going for and what do they think the benefits of putting or I mean, maybe they were kidding, but um, the Internet didn't take it as a joke. Hellman's you need to be careful with the suggestions you make on Twitter. That's all I'm saying. Instagram was down last week. Instagram was down. So we had nothing to do but go to Twitter as a as a species, (laughs) as as a as a unit. And what we found was we, we, we wanted to be greeted with social media because as people who live in 2021, we can't survive without it. And we were greeted by, hey, hey, how's it going? I'm Hellman's and I want you to put mayo in your coffee. Like, I feel like if somebody said that on, on, a, on the playground, they'd get beat up by the bully, you know? Here you go. I, so here's the thing. They... I give their social media person props because they're keeping up the joke, and it's kind of enjoyable to me. Hellman's <laughs> did tweet, the benefits of putting your mayo include, number one, mayo in your coffee, number two, coffee in your mayo. So that's the most explanation we got for this. But they have since, like in the days since, as the internet went crazy, uh, they have continued, they, they tweeted uh, a couple days ago, they tweeted, good morning, everyone, with just the coffee emoji. <laughs> Beautiful. Well done. And okay. then uh, today... Or, or yesterday, which I guess dates this episode, but they said, wishing all the best to this person today. Hope you're starting game day with a fresh cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'd give an appreciation it appreciation that. Yeah, I mean, if that that's like us, we love They committed bit. to the bit, exactly. Yeah, but I 
just don't agree with it. And like I said, I like mayo. I use it on sandwiches and stuff. But uh, maybe, that, maybe that's the point. Maybe we're not supposed to agree with it. Maybe just the whole point was to have this conversation. We're talking about Hellman's on the hop. Why? What if What if an intern just got bored and just like <laughs> tweeted that, and then the company was like, "Hey, Danny, come here." Yeah. Like Danny, screw you, but like you're lucky it worked. Exactly. Like Danny was about to get fired, but then his his phone started blowing up, and he was like, "Um, boss." Can I go? Can I go? Can I go get another job? With, Dion uh, Warwick is messaging us right now. We got. Oh we yeah, go. D- yeah, Dion. Yeah, we're sorry to bother you, but um, you know that's that's how it goes sometimes. Uh, hey, listen, people, Duclaw, well done. If our last call segment is a time for us to have fun, and if you don't want it to be football related every week, we love a good viral sensation. So send us send us something because if we if, you know we we look but if we don't find anything it's gonna be like all right well this one viral who got burned and what yeah. defense got burned in football this week you know not always but whatever. uh yeah it was we won't talk about that uh we'll have a football free episode but guys do club brewing uh check them out their second appearance on the hop we uh love their inventiveness I wish they had a tap room we could go visit um, i wish they updated their hours do claw your website's a, a tiny bit confusing that could be us we might be stupid uh but we were confused and we spent a lot of time in your parking lot but other than that uh beautiful brewery and um i love the dog i don't know whose it is but Puppy. pet him for me and with that we'll be back next week with round 95 have a great week do something nice for someone Dalvin Cook, rest your ankle. Football free episode. <laughs>